Welcome back to the Amber Stitt Show. We have Scott Nelson Archer with us today. Welcome, Scott. Thanks. Okay, so this next segment is talking about focusing on risk and risk management sounds a little scary. It might involve a little bit of insurance discussions, but even before we go there, you could really take a step back and manage risk just on an individual basis. And so part of the pathways is we talk about checklists, auditing your life, taking some action, getting organized. Ironically, as we get ready for these episodes together this week, we heard and faced a couple things with some clients. And I I think it's not great that it happened, but really I want people to be motivated and just not close their eyes and just hope. We want to be hopeful, of course. We want to think positively, but there's things that can pop up. And you've talked about things happening to not so much internally within your your family, but if it's outside the immediate family, friends, family, clients, I really want to touch on some of these things today because it's not to scare people into action, but sometimes we just got to stop and check in with our own lives. And so I think we should talk about the story from a client's perspective that was paying for insurance and they were no longer alive. Their family has been paying for insurance. And not to be sad and scary, it's just this could even go, we hear about subscriptions, even down to Netflix, not to take away from the seriousness of this conversation, but there are things that are going out the door. We just got done talking about money and we are not paying attention. And life is busy, but there's a, a lot of distractions that we're allowing to happen to us and we're losing money for it. So will you walk me through the morning? However you want to share this because it is a little personal with the client, sure. but we'll keep that high level. Share a little bit about what happened. Yeah, so I ended up getting an email from an insurance company saying, hey, would you mind checking on this particular individual? We have reason to believe they may have recently passed away. All news to me. I called the home phone number of the client disconnected. I called the cell phone of the client and just goes to voicemail with no name. I decide, okay, you know what? Let me just shoot a text to this cell number and see if there's a response of any nature. And so it was a pretty guarded response. Who are you? What do you want? You know, and certainly respect that. Finally, you know, I said, well, you know, I'm Scott. I helped him acquire some insurance back in 2010 some disability insurance. And so I was trying to follow up with them. Well, call me if you need to. I've already called. Nobody answered. No voicemail. So no, I'm not going to call back. If you call, I will need some personal information in order to verify that this person knows this client, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. You know, it turns out that the client had passed away in January. You know, here we are in May. Policy is still in effect. It was a disability policy. And it turns out that he was not able to work for the year prior to passing away. So we're now talking about 16, 17 months that they've been paying premiums for something Mm. they should have actually been collecting benefits on. And certainly, you don't want to be paying premiums after you know, you've passed away. So now our action process is, you know, number one, we're going to make sure that the premium is not paid yet again here this month. Right. We're going to get a refund back to the date of death. And then we're going to go through the process of actually filing a claim on somebody who's already passed away for mm-hmm. disability insurance. But if we can go back to the date of an illness or injury, the initiation of that, and then start to put together the caseload for the client, then the beneficiary of that would then be the spouse. And if we can go pick up nine months, 10 months of payments, you know, $10,000 a month, that's, you know, $90,000 or so. Plus then there's a death benefit on most of those contracts that pay an additional three months at death. So, you know, maybe we can go pick up the client, you know, $120,000 and get all the premiums refunded from the point of the onset of the disability. Okay. So let's pause there for a minute. We have an insurance policy that's been approved. People are paying for it. The, the family, the man. In previous episodes, we have Ethan, the attorney, the disability attorney that we partner with on some 
cases where it goes back to onset date of a disabling event could be different than what you really think it is. And you can uncover and unravel that you should have had some benefits. So in this circumstance, there's a person paying for something. I'm guessing it was a couple hundred bucks a month. Sure. And not realizing that's going out of their account. So focusing on money, let's stop and make sure that we're not seeing outputs loading, you know, going out the door. If there's a person that's not working, you've lost that income and that outflow is still there. So do we need that money? I mean, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, you know, like you said earlier, not to make light of it, but think about every other little subscription mm-hmm. process that somebody might be in or going through. If you don't do an audit of your accounts on occasion, I'm not saying once a month, once a year. Just do we know what this money going out for is? And are we still getting value for that service? Mm-hmm. Whether it is a Netflix. Well, no, I haven't turned on my Netflix in six months. Well, then maybe not. Shouldn't have it. You know, do you know who's billing you? Are the bills correct? Because all the insurance companies and all the you know support companies, if you will, subscription companies, they don't always get it right. You need to make sure of that. My wife told me this week that we had a bill come in on something and it was a thousand dollars short. Okay, so it's a thousand dollars in our favor, right? She said, <laughs> Yes, what do you want me to do? I'm like, let's call the company, make sure they get it corrected. Mm. Let's pay it correct. Sure. You know, because we don't want somebody to be in trouble because they didn't bill us correct. Mm. But it happens all the time, is my point. We probably run into this once a quarter, find something that's just off. And it could be twenty bucks or it could be two thousand dollars. And now a word from our sponsor. Navigating the medical disability insurance industry can be complex and overwhelming, but fear not because help is here. Introducing MD Disability Quotes, your trusted partner in securing the right coverage for your unique needs. We understand that as a physician, protecting your medical subspecialties is of utmost importance. With over 30 years of experience working in true own occupation disability insurance contracts, Our team of experts is dedicated to putting your best interests first. At MD Disability Quotes, we believe that when the unexpected happens, you deserve the exact coverage you need. That's why we go above and beyond to tailor your contracts to your specific needs with the best discounts. Say goodbye to the uncertainties and let us take some of the risks out of your life. Our team is committed to providing you with the guidance and support you need to make informed decisions. Why wait? Call or email MD Disability Quotes today to schedule a free consultation with our team of independent brokers. So checking in, we talked about auditing. I mentioned this too before, really dialing in whether you're married or not. There's people in your family, people that you care about that care about you have some sort of tracking system. And so we talk about auditing, like you said, doesn't have to be monthly and it's not fun to do it the first round. It's almost like an office going from paper to paperless. but really the binders are great, but you got to get things online. So if you're in a situation where you're at the hospital and someone else is in a different state. Most of us have parents and family members out of state. Can we click a button, share a folder, a cloud, and have some of those important documents there? So maybe the motivating factor is if you can go and audit there, then you know what questions to ask. And so while working with you and the team that we have in other episodes, we've talked about consistency and being organized. Because of the processes you've built, you've been able to then stop, take care of this person make sure that they're made whole, we can go back in time a little bit, help them. This is something that we see quite often. So really working with an independent brokerage that can manage some of those steps and help you with the policy review. We've talked, we talk about that here and there, but that is something that we do want to do for people so we can see all the pieces, pay attention to that. So if you're not really sure where you're at, 
or as jobs can change, go and look at the audit of your life, find out where there might be, highlight those problems and then find somebody to talk to about it that's independent. 100%. And the reality is it doesn't have to be overly painful and it doesn't have to be overly frequent. But if you just throw it in your calendar, two years, three years after you've made some financial decisions on, you know, as we're speaking about insurance on those contracts, go back and do a review. It's going to take probably a whopping 15 minutes just to have a check-in. You know, has income change? Has family dynamics change? Anybody, any new kids, any, any fewer people? Mm-hmm. You know, did you get married? Did you get divorced? How's mom and dad doing? Everything all good? Everything's the same? Then great, pat you on the back, send you on your way. And check market box. It's not that big a deal. It feels really good once you do it. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't, doesn't take, take that much. Right. It doesn't take any time. So meanwhile, we're working in the office this week together and because we're multi-states. And so then I have this, this situation where I have a client working with a couple advisors. I'm one of them. And we find out there's two policies at the same time. I didn't set her up with the second one. Someone else did. She's a little upset. She's confused. Well, we need to sit down and look at everything. We're going to fix it. We're going to make sure one everything works together. And if it doesn't, we'll get rid of what doesn't. But taking that that moment, even updating an address, we find that life gets busy, but mail goes out and we forget to pay a bill. So really dialing in, checking in, auditing. I mean, there's so many ways, but that just helps you recoup more of your money. So it should feel good that someone else doesn't get your money. It's in your pocket <laughs> just well, by taking some steps. Yeah, whether it's a recoup or creating efficiencies to make sure you're not spending more than you need mm-hmm. to, right? It's all the same at the end of the day. Keep it in your pocket. Make sure you don't spend any more than you have to. Every dime is important because every mm-hmm. dime turns into a dollar and every dollar mm-hmm. turns into a hundred. Paying attention to the details, as small as they might be, it all adds up. It matters. Hopefully that motivates some of the listeners today to take a moment get with your people and just create that list. And even if it's a simple spreadsheet, lots of apps are out there, but I find that sometimes clicking and logging into something can intimidate people or take too many steps. Good old Excel spreadsheet can work sometimes and just share that uh, with your people. And I would also add, if you can add a list of important contact Mm -hmm. people to that, A, give them the treasure map, but also give them the keys, right? Back in the day, you'd open up the cabinet, mom would write down and her Perfect handwriting. Okay, I'm going out to eat with dad, the babysitter. That list you'd give, we used to know each other's phone numbers. We don't know each other's phone numbers now. It's in the phone. The phone's gone. Or something happens to you and they can't find your phone. What are we doing? Right. And it's so simple, but we don't know how to find each other anymore without our cell phone. Well, exactly. And and we do business now in multiple states. You, You know, clients have advisors, you know. I live in Colorado, you know, and I have clients in board in New York all over the country. So I'm not just the local entity down the street to be able to walk into the local agency to say, hey, did dad have anything here? Because he happened to pass away and, you know, can you search it out? So, you know, as a client, you know, you do have to have enough responsibility to list out what you've got, where it's at, and who are the important contacts to reach out to? Because they're not going to know what you just said. You know, maybe you've saved me in your phone, maybe not. I mean, in today's world, we don't even get to send a policy. It's a digital format. Mm -hmm. And so if they don't have access to their computer or they haven't stored it correctly or they stored it underneath my name and may not be findable, all that stuff's important. Ask for, you know, ask for things on thumb drives to be sent, you know, wrap Mm -hmm. it up with a note. Say, here, Mm -hmm. call Amber, call Scott Mm -hmm. if something happens. You know, something's on here that's important. Well, we'll finish up talking about beneficiaries because some people don't know that they're a beneficiary on policies. So right. the people that are being responsible, nominating people, make sure they know. 
and make sure they're attached to some of that folder system emergency contact list because not everybody has the ability to take on the responsibility. That's why estate planning is always a good idea to map that out and make sure the right players are on the team are going to be contacted and managing things. But that's for a whole other episode. But um, make sure people know and have your advisor's information. So we try to share that with our clients. If people don't know that they're, they've been nominated, you might want to reach out and let them know. So that would be a good action item if you haven't done that or updating beneficiaries because I know people get divorced and forget they to do. update their their beneficiaries. They do. And sometimes when you're starting to get remarried or you've been remarried, you end up in that conversation like, oh, we need to add our kids to this. Mm-hmm. And I go, hold on, you've still got mm-hmm. your prior spouse on here. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging for sure. Yeah. Lots to unpack here, but the thing is, if we can get organized, take responsibility for ourselves. That just only helps the people that you're leaving the legacy behind too, but making just less stress for everybody. And we all could do a little bit better at having less stress. So I really appreciate your insight there. And hopefully we don't have more of these stories but we'll try not to, but you never know. We will, All right. but we'll talk about them next yeah. time. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.